You're listening to Real Estate with Kevin Turner on News Talk 4BC. It's just gone 25 past nine. More news at 10 o'clock. And uh, as you heard as we spoke to Eliza Owen there, developing a two-speed rental market, uh, joining me now to talk about that and uh, some of the some of the impacts uh, around Brisbane and South East Queensland, Antonia Mercarella, CEO for the Real Estate Institute. Good morning, Antonia. Good morning, Kevin. Yeah, you no doubt heard what uh, Eliza was talking about there. I'd just like to get your take on that and particularly... Uh, in light of you know what's going to happen um, with the eviction moratorium, but we'll cover that as a separate topic. Let's talk about rental returns firstly. What are you noticing? Yeah, look, certainly I would agree with what uh, Eliza is saying. We have seen that particularly in that inner city area, uh, apartments and units, uh, definitely have taken a hit as a result of COVID. Not surprising, as Eliza pointed out, uh, the, the people who tend to uh, reside in those properties tend to be international students, people employed in hospitality, and so it's not surprising that we are seeing higher vacancy rates in that space in particular. Yeah, we've been talking about uh, vacancies in inner-city Brisbane units for some time, but it's, I guess, a bit disturbing to see them out as much as around 4%. Even houses in uh, inner-city Brisbane, nowhere near as bad, but around 1% or 2%. Um, I just wonder what's going to happen uh, in, in the long term. We've obviously got an oversupply, Antonia. Well, look, I would say, and look, it's crystal ball gazing, Kevin. Of None of us know what the future holds. But look, I wouldn't be too... I thought concerned. you were a genius. I thought you well, did know. Well, thanks, Kevin. <laughs> you give me far too much credit. No, look, I, I think realistically... Uh, We've got to understand what's happening. It's as a result of of this pandemic. I don't think that longer term that's going to be an issue that that hangs around because what we know is that we do have a growing population and as you and I have spoken about before, um, interest from interstate is, uh, is, is really high as well and people need a place to live. And whilst we might be leaving those properties at the moment because we've lost our jobs and so forth, ultimately... We do need a place to live, and I think um, when when things return to, to normal, so to speak, it's likely that we'll see that stock being snapped up. What we've got to also remember is that the majority of Queensland is actually... Um, our vacancy rates are very, very low, and rental demand is still very strong. So, uh, and, and, of course, we're about to talk about the eviction moratorium. We are going to see renters uh, needing some new properties. So I think we'll start to see... Uh, that that stock that's sitting there starting to be absorbed in the not-too-distant future. Um, we, you touched there on uh, interstate interest. Uh, are you still seeing a lot of uh, interest, in, you know, I guess geared on the fact that Queensland's a relatively safe state as it stands now with COVID and also those rental returns are still quite buoyant if you look at Sydney and Melbourne where it's been dramatically uh, reduced? Absolutely. The interstate interest, uh, you know, anecdotally, we're hearing that it's never been as strong as it is at the moment. Mm. And of course, that's only going to increase because at the moment we still have uh, border restrictions. So even though we've talked about some of those brave people, courageous people who are prepared to buy sight unseen, 
um, of course, the majority of us want to actually physically inspect. So I think once border restrictions are, uh, are eased, we will only see that interstate migration rate and demand continue to accelerate. OK, well, let's talk about the elephant in the room. And uh, here, you know, there's been a lot of talk about the eviction moratorium and there was even talk about it being extended, but that's now not the case. It's going to come to an end in about 10 days' time. Uh, could, yeah. Can we just talk about that for a moment and, and what, what is going to stay? What will it be like after the 29th of September? Yeah, of course. So, of course, we know that there was an eviction moratorium that was agreed by National Cabinet and uh, and put into local law here in Queensland. So the eviction moratorium, meaning that six-month period where irrespective of if a tenant wasn't paying rent or indeed paid less rent, um, that, that moratorium on not being able to evict and take normal uh, arrears procedures and termination procedures, that will come to an end on the 29th of September. Uh, And uh, together with that, there will be a range of other provisions that are in place at the moment that will also fall away. And so those are the provisions that centre around, uh, for instance, a property owner not being able to issue uh, the relevant documentation to say, hey, you're in arrears, you're in default, you need to actually fix this, otherwise the next step will be termination. So all of that will end on the 29th of September. What will stay, though, Kevin, is that um, there's a couple of key protections that will remain in place until the end of 2020. And those are things like tenancy database reporting. So in other words, if a tenant has fallen into arrears as a result of COVID-19, you will not be able to put them onto a tenancy database um, where you report that. Similarly, domestic and family violence protection, they will remain until the end of the year. Uh, And also there are a range of protections that centre around entering a rental property. So, for instance, if the tenant or an occupant has COVID symptoms or indeed has COVID or is a vulnerable person, and there's a range of others, uh, you will not be able to enter the rental premises. So those are really uh, health-based protections that will remain in place also. That last one you mentioned... um susceptible are we talking here about and the elderly person and yeah so so what the regulation does is that it gives a definition of what a vulnerable person is okay. so it is it is defined just to be clear though uh in those circumstances the tenant will have to agree for instance if i if i'm a property manager and owner and i'm going in to do my routine inspection and uh and 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 the tenant says well you can't because of these grounds the mm. tenant will have to agree to a uh, a virtual inspection oh, for okay. example so that, that was going to be my next question yeah. how, how are they conducted antonio well, uh, look, uh, the, the way that that works is that you will, you will need to use other technological tools, whether it's FaceTime, whether it's a, a virtual inspection app. As you know, we've all become very innovative during mm. this period. So real estate agents and, and uh, property owners have managed to get around that quite well. There are certain essential services that do need to keep happening, though, Kevin, as you would expect. So things like smoke alarms. They are still deemed essential and, and of course, anything that uh, is, is classified as an emergency repairs under residential tenancies law that would otherwise uh, pose a threat to human life, uh, those are all still deemed essential and, of course, access is required for those purposes, as, as you would expect. Antonia, in your conversations with the state government, and no doubt you're also talking to your colleagues in Victoria who are really suffering now with, you know, with their lockdowns, uh, are there any discussions 
discussions with the state government in case there is a, a second wave in Queensland, which is always likely, of course, what yes. they would do and how that will impact the industry? It's a great question. And, of course, I think we're all really feeling for our friends in Victoria. Uh, we are working with the Office of Fair Trading and the Health Department, together with a range of other real estate stakeholders, on a COVID-safe plan for real estate. We think it's essential that cool. that is put into place. We yeah. will get that. We're looking at getting that endorsed by the Chief Health Officer. And that will mean that in the event that we do have a further outbreak or there are tightening of restrictions, uh, that real estate activities can continue because, of course, we all know uh, certainly our position is that they are essential services. You've only got to see what's happened in Victoria. I mean, down to 14 auctions uh, this weekend when they're normally up, you know, getting close to 1,000. It's uh, It's been absolutely devastating. I feel very sorry, not only for people in the industry, but for those who need to sell in that kind of market. I just don't know what they'd be what they'd be thinking or, or the trauma that they'd be That's going right. through right now. It must be it's terrible. Yet- it's devastating, Kevin, mm, and it's, yeah. um, sometimes we're accused of self-interest, that we only care about real estate agents. And look, I make um, uh, it's clear who I am and who I work for. So, of course, uh, I, uh, I, I will advocate on behalf of real estate uh, practitioners. It's, it's, it's what I do. But you make a great point. It's not just about protecting not, the real estate right. industry. No. It's about protecting every single uh, person out there, whether you're a renter, whether you're an owner, That's whether right. you're trying to sell your property. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Hey, Antonio, always great talking to you. Thank you for making some time to be with us this morning. Uh, Antonio Mocarella, CEO for the REOQ. Thanks, Antonio. Thanks so much, Kevin. 25 to 10, 4BC, stick around. I'm going to tell you about the, the six uh, areas or the six suburbs where you can create hundreds of thousands of dollars in added equity by building your home and not buying an established one. Tell you all about that in just a moment.